Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Impact Podcast, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. Here's your host, Nate Miller. Thank you very much, and welcome back to another episode of the Artist Impact Podcast here on Notespire Music Radio. Well, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. My name is Nate Miller, and I'll be your host for this episode. We've had Paul Gibbs for the last few episodes, and you know, he, he does an okay job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He does a great job, but I am glad to be back with you guys again. Uh, we're going to be talking about music, uh, the music industry, tech, news, um, tips, tricks, whatever we can to help you have a greater impact in your music and your music ministry, to bless God and to bless others through what you do. Amen. All right, well, we got some great stuff for this episode. We're going to have an article here about BMI switching to a for-profit model, which we mentioned a few episodes ago when I talked about ASCAP and what they were doing to keep an eye, uh, keep tabs on what's happening in the music industry with AI. And uh, we mentioned in that article, which I didn't know at the time, that BMI had switched to a for-profit model, I think, in 2022. And uh, there's some interesting buzz, I'll say, in the music industry over that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to be talking about some some tech in the industry. So anybody ever use any of those Tascam portable handheld sound recorders? They've been around for years, but obviously technology is getting better all the time. So we're going to talk about a newer version of that. That's the PortaCapture X6. There's also an X8 model and some really cool features. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But let's start... Uh, as we usually do with some Christian music trivia. So I'll give you guys a couple questions here and uh, that'll give you some time to think about them until the end of the episode. Or uh, let's be honest, you're going to look them up on Google if you don't know the answers. All right, let's start with the first one. I think this is the easiest one for you guys. What Christian artist who's also a worship leader and songwriter is known for songs like Blessed Be Your Name and 10,000 Reasons or Bless the Lord? Again, what Christian artist, also a worship leader and songwriter, is known for Blessed Be Your Name and 10,000 Reasons? Okay, I think that's the easiest one out of the bunch. Although maybe you guys might know this one too. The second one, what contemporary Christian band released the popular album, and I'm not going to give you the album name because that would give it away. They released a popular album in 2003. Okay, this is going back a ways, um, 20 years here. This album featured songs like Who Am I and The Voice of Truth. So which contemporary Christian band released albums containing those songs? Who Am I and The Voice of Truth back in 2003. All right. And finally, the third question. I think this is probably the hardest of the bunch. Which Christian music group is known for their rendition of the hymn How Great Thou Art that includes a memorable bagpipe solo? Which, which Christian music group known for their rendition of the classic hymn, How Great Thou Art, includes a memorable bagpipe solo? I didn't remember this or wasn't aware of it. Um, not sure if, her, if I've heard this rendition, but pretty cool. So which Christian music group was that? All right, there you guys go. Three Christian music trivia questions to think about during the episode or to look up on Google or any other search engine that might be your favorite. All right. So let's jump into this article here um, about BMI switching to a for-profit model. As I've said in previous podcasts, if you guys are um, established artists um, out there recording and you have your music out there um, online, you probably have been 
registered either with ASCAP or BMI. Those are the two largest PROs. And uh, as I said in several podcasts earlier, we found out that um, ASCAP, you know, kind of hails themselves or, you know, touts themselves as, again, still a nonprofit or non-for-profit PRO, whereas BMI, curiously, has switched to a for-profit model, which, again, I wasn't aware of. I'm registered with BMI, um, and I remember mentioning in that podcast, I said, I don't know how that's going to change the landscape for those of us who are registered with them versus ASCAP, but it'll be interesting to see. But it is interesting to see that since that change, um, there's been some buzz in the music world, the music industry, some of it coming straight from ASCAP, kind of taking jabs at BMI for this. But they're not just ASCAP. There are songwriters and um, groups of, of artists out there that are saying, hey, BMI, what's going on here? Why didn't you check with the artists that are signed up with you and you know, ask our opinion first or at least get our voice or less, at least let us know what's going on? So uh, let's take a look at this article. This is by Murray Stassen, and it was published in August on August 30th of 2023 this year. And uh, let's take a look into this article and see what he says. It says, one senior publishing executive texted MBW, which is Music Business Worldwide, over the weekend calling this genius, this move to this, this for-profit model, saying this is genius. Um, another leading talent manager, however, told told them he thought it was tacky and childish and a cheap look. So there's two different camps there. Some people think this is a great move. Other people saying, hey, this is not a good move for the artists that are, are registered with BMI. So Music Business Worldwide, they broke the news last Wednesday, August 23rd, that um, a New York City-based private equity firm, New Mountain Capital, um, NMC, was in advanced talks to acquire BMI. Um, some industry sources suggested that New Mountain and BMI have agreed to a transaction in principle for approximately $1.7 billion U.S. dollars, but other sources suggested, however, that it's not yet a done deal. Um, so BMI's talk with NMC News arrived 10 months after BMI revealed that it was scrapping its long-held not-for-profit business model, which it operated under since the time it was founded, which is 1939. So they've been not-for-profit for a long time. Over the weekend, August 26th and 27th, two days prior, ASCAP posted numerous messages on Instagram and Twitter, which has been rebranded X since Elon Musk acquired the company, that clearly took aim at BMI's newly for-profit status, um, in addition to its sales talk with a private equity firm. <laughs> so ASCAP's been making posts on social media, kind of taking jabs at BMI for this move. ASCAP, they remain non-for-profit, and they're, they're putting out ads or kind of like tweets and, and messages still touting, like touting the fact that they're still non-profit or not for profit for their artists and their uh, members. One of these messages stated, ASCAP, not for profit since 1914 and still going strong. So, you know, they're saying, look, we're, we're still not for profit and there's nothing holding us back. So really taking a, a stab at this model that BMI is moving into. Another one slightly more pointed uh, from ASCAP captioned, private equity never wrote an iconic love song. So that's clearly aimed at BMI for their for this these talks that they're in and this move that they're making. Um, under that slogan, ASCAP writes, quote, behind every hit is a songwriter that deserves to make a living. So they're clearly saying, like, look, our artists deserve to make a living and their profits, our profits are going straight back to the songwriter, not to a publicly traded company. 
that ASCAP post continued, quote, no private equity or outside investors means you get paid first. ASCAP has proven operating on a not-for-profit basis can deliver industry-leading innovation, growth, and record-breaking financial results for its members, unquote. So again, they're really touting the fact that they are going strong and they have been since 1914 and that they're able to, you know, give their profits, whatever profits they do make, back to their members and artists that are um, signed up with them. Again, I don't know what these new moves mean for the the um, BMI members. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later in this article about some of the groups of members that of people that are members of BMI, um, reaching out to them and asking them, hey, you know, you need to be transparent with us. What is going on here and what does this mean for us? So we'll mention that a little bit later in this article. Continuing, there are a number of other similarly similarly themed posts on ASCAP socials. Um, one of them pictured at the top of the story that I'm reading from simply reads, quote, ASCAP, creators first, not for profit, not for sale, unquote. Again, very pointed at BMI for this move. Um, another one adds, quote, ASCAP, we pay songwriters, not shareholders, unquote. <laughs> so again, it's almost like an ad campaign. I feel like this is almost like a, a political campaign where there's like mudslinging going on. But, you know, ASCAP's very proud of the fact that they're still, that they've always been not for profit and they're still not for profit. And they're like, you know, this isn't holding us back. Again, I, I haven't read anything from BMI, um, any of their their PR about why they're doing this or what it means for their members. But uh, this is interesting that ASCAP's taking this, like they're, they're taking advantage of this basically and saying like, look at us, you know, we're still going strong. We're not going to take any profits away from you, the the creators and everybody. But um, again, I'm not sure that it is going to take away from us, those of us that are signed up on BMI, but uh, that remains to be seen. It's just interesting that people are taking sides on this. Directly addressing songwriters, ASCAP further writes, we're led by music creators like you. ASCAP is the only PRO in the U.S. founded and governed by songwriters, composers, and music publishers. Uh, they continue, every decision about how we operate is made by music creators like you, not broadcasters, corporations, and investors like our competitors. I don't know what other competitors they're talking about, but they're clearly talking about BMI there. Um, BMI, though, they've been gearing up for a potential sale. Um, in, they were gearing up for a potential sale in early 2022. And in fact, they enlisted Goldman Sachs as an, an advisor in March of that year to help review strategic opportunities. So they were looking to make this move pretty early on last year. And I mean, the fact that they enlisted Goldman Sachs to help them, like a almost like a business consultation, like saying, hey, we're like, give us a, a clearly um, well-working business model that we could jump into. This, that just goes to show that this this was well thought out and planned. This wasn't just a spur of the moment or, um, I don't know, grassroots thing. Like they, they planned this out and they were looking to make this move. Um, but it's interesting, by August of last year, BMI, which stands for the Broadcast Music Inc., had pulled the plug on the sale, saying the transaction was no longer an avenue they were considering. Sources familiar with the matter, though, said interested parties like private equity firms and technology providers had tabled offers for the company in 2022, but some backed out, but other offers did not meet BMI's requirements. So it sounds like there was a bit of back and forth with different private firms. Some of them had made offers, but BMI turned them down or backed out of them because they just didn't quite meet their requirements. So it sounds like BMI had some requirements. It wasn't just like they had no scruples at all, and they were just looking for as much profit as they could make. 
be interesting to see what their requirements were. You know, what what are they getting at? Like what made them turn those offers down? So they, there must be something. There's an agenda there somewhere, and we just don't know what that is. Um, after scrapping those plans, BMI revealed in October of 2022, though, that it was transitioning to a for-profit business model. So they did publicly reveal in October of last year that that was the direction they were moving in. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, last month, Reuters reported that BMI had renewed sales talks with potential buyers, citing people familiar with the matter. Um, Bloomberg wrote that BMI had turned again to Goldman Sachs for, quote, guidance as it fields interest from potential acquirers, including private equity firms, unquote. So again, they enlisted Goldman Sachs to help them to get the proper fit for them from these these private companies that are looking to uh, to go in with BMI to make make them for profit. So um, it's interesting that they stepped away from Goldman Sachs, but enlisted them again. So again, this is well thought out on their part. They, they definitely have a reason or an agenda. Again, not sure what that is or what that means for us. Um, those of us who are signed up with them, registered with BMI as artists. This article continues. Last Wednesday, citing senior music biz sources, Music Business Worldwide reported that BMI had explored talks with a number of potential backers and suitors, with the front runner being New Mountain Capital. That's that New York City headquartered private equity firm with aggregate assets under management of over $40 billion U.S. dollars. So one senior music publishing source told MBW, or Music Business Worldwide, that New Mountain Capital had recently begun a due diligence process on BMI. Okay, so they're, just, they're not just talks at this point. They're beginning to move forward with trying to acquire them. Um, as noted by MBW last week, New Mountain Capital has one existing link to music. The firm is an investor in Citroen Cooperman, which last year acquired Masarki Consulting, one of the predominant valuation companies working in music rights. Okay, so this New Mountain Capital, they're not new to the music industry. They have some experience in within their portfolio um, with Masarki Consulting, which works in music rights. So I'll have to look more into New Mountain Capital to see more about them, but it's interesting that they're delving more into music. And if they can get in, get in with BMI, I mean, that's huge for them because BMI, like I said before, is next to ASCAP, is the second most popular PRO in the United States. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here, but we'll be back to talk more about this move from BMI um, to a for-profit model and talk a little bit more about what that means for us, for those of us who are signed up with them, who are registered with BMI as artists and creators. We'll be right back. All of the podcasts produced at Notespire Music, as well as portions of the programming on WNSM-DB Notespire Radio, are sponsored by O'Brien Custom Guitars in York, Pennsylvania. At O'Brien Custom Guitars, they build guitars, basses, lap steels, and cigar box guitars specifically crafted to each individual customer's specifications. And they perform repairs, modifications, and setups using high-quality hardware, electronics, and materials. For a custom quote or more info, contact Sean at O'BrienCustomGuitars at gmail.com. That's O'BrienCustomGuitars at gmail.com. And by singer, songwriter, worship leader, and author Pauline Williams. Her latest devotional book is called Road to Life, and you can hear Pauline's podcast, The Daily Walk, 
on your favorite podcast site. Find out more at her website, paulinesmusic.com. That's paulinesmusic.com. And by Eric Rapp Music. Eric is a singer and songwriter from Pennsylvania, USA, and has been sharing his music for the Lord for over 40 years. His mission is to convey the good news to everyone, to encourage believers, and to help those who are disadvantaged, discouraged, and beaten down to find hope, joy, and peace. In addition to his solo shows, his work with the Save a Life Tour and All Saints Evangelistic Movement helps reach out to those in need in the inner cities. Visit Eric Rapp at his Facebook and Reverb Nation pages at Eric Rapp Music. We thank these folks for their partnership and support. To find out how you can advance your impact by becoming a sponsor of Notespire Music, visit our website at notespiremusic.com. And we're back with the Artist Impact Podcast. I, again, I'm your host, Nate Miller. Thank you guys for sticking around after the break. We've been talking about BMI and the fact that they've moved to a for-profit um, model last year, um, 2022. And this is a new move because they've been non, uh, not-for-profit since their founding. And uh, we, we've talked about the fact that the industry is sort of a buzz about this, especially ASCAP, who's been taking I don't know, kind of jabs at them on social media and uh, posting about the fact that ASCAP remains not-for-profit and that they're not struggling. You know, they're making sure that all of their benefits are going straight to their their creators and songwriters who are registered with them. And we talked about the fact that BMI has been in talks with um, some major companies enlisting Goldman Sachs to help them create a business model and get the perfect fit for them for whatever this for-profit model is going to look like. And um, again, saying that we're not exactly sure what that's going to mean for us. Those, those of us who are artists that are signed with BMI, um, that remains to be seen. But uh, this article continues with um, some of the people reaching out to them and saying, hey, you know, BMI, please be transparent here. What does this mean and what does this mean for us? So that's what we're going to talk about next. So BMI's recent move has prompted songwriter groups to question what the impending changes at the PRO will mean for the royalties that it pays to songwriters and publishers. I think that's really important for us who are registered with them. In a letter to BMI CEO Mike O'Neill sent earlier this month on August 17th, obtained by Music Business Worldwide, uh, the Artists' Rights Alliance, the Black Music Action Coalition, and the Music Artists Coalition, Songwriters of North America, and SAG-AFTRA stated the following, quote, Songwriters have a vested interest in changes at BMI and in any proposed transaction which is wholly dependent on songs they have written. BMI does not own copyrights or other assets. It is a licensing entity for copyrights owned by songwriters and, by extension, publishers. Songwriters have a right to understand these decisions and how it impacts us, unquote. I think that's really important. So this group, these groups of people that are reaching out to BMI are saying like, look, hey, you guys are a licensing entity for copyright owners, but the songwriters and by extension, the publishers still maintain those copyrights. So we deserve to know what's going to happen to the royalties um, that are due to us, the copyright owners, as BMI moves this or moves to this for-profit model. Again, they're just asking for them to be transparent and to tell us what's going on. What does this mean for us? It doesn't mean that they can't move to this for-profit model, but just let us know what does this mean for the, the copyright holder. 
Um, following MBW's story about the talks between BMI and New Mountain Capital, again, that New York City-based company, um, MBW attained an, an additional letter issued on August 25th in which those same songwriter groups told BMI president and CEO Mike O'Neill that they were, quote, extremely disappointed and upset to read the announcement of BMI's sale to NMC. Okay, so they have been sold to that New York-based company, NMC. They continue, quote, songwriters have real questions and deserve real answers before any further action is taken. While we appreciated you responding to our initial letter, so BMI must have responded, but uh, I don't have a copy of that, so I'm not sure what their response was. Uh, the quote continues, all of our questions went unanswered, they added. <laughs> they continued, quote, we understand that a deal has been agreed but has not closed. Prior to taking any other action, we are giving you another opportunity to provide songwriters with real, substantive answers to the questions we posed, unquote. Okay, so the, you know this is a great letter, I think, representing those of us who are signed to BMI. Apparently, there was an, an initial response from BMI to the, the letter writers, but not all of the questions were answered. So they're, they're, you know, they're firing back and saying, look, you know, it's great that you responded to our letter initially, but you didn't answer all of our questions. And they're basically saying, we understand that a, an, a, that a deal has been agreed upon, but not closed. So apparently it's not official yet, but there was an agreement between um, NMC, the New York-based company, and BMI. And um, the songwriters are saying, like, we, we deserved real substantive answers before any further action has been taken. Earlier this week, MBW, which is, the, again, Music Business Worldwide, asked if a call of MBI's huge songwriter membership could be on the cards if it does indeed end up being sold to a private equity company. Um, they gave some statistics here. BMI's collections and payouts in the full year to end of June 2022 were close to $1.6 billion and $1.4 billion, respectively. By comparison and in reference, ASCAP's collections in, in the calendar year of 2022 totaled $1.5 billion, which was an increase of $187 million, or 14% versus 2021. Um, the body reported that its royalty distributions to ASCAP members in 2022 also exceeded $1 billion for the sixth year straight in 2022, which is up 10.7% versus 2021 with a total of $1.38 billion available for distribution to ASCAP's music creator and publisher members. Okay, so there's just a little um, comparison between um, BMI and ASCAP, both, you know, doing really well income-wise, although, you know, ASCAP's not that far behind BMI, and they're still non-for-profit. So, again, this is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this pans out um, in the next months and years to, co to come. I don't know how many of you, you know, in our listenership are registered with BMI versus ASCAP, but if you're not registered yet, you know, maybe this is something that you want to look into or to consider when you when you're looking for a PRO to represent you. Take a look at ASCAP and BMI. You know, they have some similar but varying benefits to being registered with them. But again, I I don't know. This could go either way. It sounds like there are some people in the industry that I think this is a great move, and other people that are like way to go BMI, <laughs> like way to sell out. So it remains to be seen um, what their intentions are and the ramifications of this for those of us, especially as independent artists that are signed up or registered um, with BMI. So 
again, we'll keep a finger on the pulse, keep um, looking for articles that tell us more about what's going on with this. Um, again, if you haven't signed up with ASCAP or BMI, maybe this is something that will give you pause, um, something that make you pump the brakes a little bit and maybe consider ASCAP. I'm not suggesting either one or promoting either one. Uh, like I said, I am registered with BMI. I was registered before, certainly before I was aware that they moved to a for-profit model. And I still don't know what that's going to change for me as a member, but um, it's just something to think about. And like I said, we'll keep, uh, keep an eye on that and we'll keep notifying you guys of how that's going to change uh, the music industry for those of us who are registered with them. Okay, great. Well, we're going to move on now and we're going to talk about some tech in the industry as well. Before we get back to those three uh, trivia questions, which I hope you guys have been thinking about or finding the answers for. All right, we're going to talk about Tascam's Porta Capture X6. And like I said, there's also an X8 model with a few more features. But um, how many of you guys out there have used some of these Tascam ha handheld um, recorders? You know, they've been in the industry for years now. And the, honestly, the technology is really pretty good, pretty solid. Um, many people have used these for a long time and gotten great results. And, you know, like I said, technology is always in, improving. And it's really amazing to see what they can do with audio, you know, these kind of handheld audio recorders. So the PortaCapture X6 um, touts a 32-bit float portable audio recording technologies. It's the next generation in high-res multi-track handheld recorders. Um, things pretty cool. Um, price point for the X6 is currently $299. That's on sale. The list price is $369, $369. But um. I don't know how long this sales price for $299 will uh, remain, but uh, you guys can check them out at taskcam.com. And you can take a look at this or any of their other handheld portable recorders on there. All right, so let's take a look at some of the features. It's got an intuitive app-like operation on a large color screen that makes it really easy to record and to sweeten your audio in post. You can use six dual built-in microphones or plug in your own mics to two XLR inputs. So this is cool. You know, you, you got lots of different recording possibilities here with built-in microphones, or you can use your own if you prefer. So you got two XLR inputs if you want to use your own microphones. It has 96 kilohertz and 32-bit float recording technology. If you want to learn more about what the 32-bit float recording is, they have a great write-up on the website that talks about that and explains it in technical terms. But, I mean, it basically means that you can capture audio that's softer and louder than ideal. So it's great for the sound versus the noise ratio. So you can pick up softer sounds without having a lot of noise. It's got a, they've got a great video on um, the website, again, taskcam.com, showing you a lot of different applications for it, everything from podcasting to capturing audio for video recording, and also just music recording um, for instruments and or vocals. Yeah, very, very good, um, well-produced video, and the audio in the video has been captured by the Tascam X6, so that's cool too. You can get kind of hear it in action. Again, they have a large 2.4-inch color touchscreen. And the cool thing about this is it has kind of some presets. So it allows you to use sort of their preset audio mixes for the application that you're using it for. I'm sure that you can um, tweak them, but they've already got them preset to give you the best sound for whether you want to use it to record for podcasts, music, interviews, or doing field recordings. And... This is really cool. Six-track, multi-track recording. 
So you can do multi-tracking with this handheld unit. Very, very cool. Okay, as I mentioned before, they've got um, built-in microphones, internal high-quality stereo microphones, and they can instantly rotate from A, B to a true X, Y mic pattern. This is really cool. I think in years past, um, the onboard microphones were kind of like set in the pattern, the X, Y pattern, but you can actually rotate them. That that might have been around for a few years, but I know the older ones, you couldn't move the microphones. They were sort of fixed, but you can move them from an A, B to an X, Y mic pattern. Um, or like I said, if you have your own microphones that you prefer, um, you can plug them in. There's two XLR inputs, or or you can use those in addition to the onboard microphone. So you can record six tracks, four tracks plus two mics simultaneously. Um, so you can use six in and two out USB audio interface to connect to your computer. Again, another very cool function. Uh, one of the cool things is you're able to mix the recording that you do on the unit. So you got a built-in signal processing, which includes a compressor, a limiter, a high-pass filter, an EQ, and a reverb. So you can kind of add studio effects to your recording. So, you know, if you want to, you're doing field recordings and you want to tame some of the ambient sound, you can do that. Um, you can add reverb to your vocals. Um, you can, you know, really polish your audio right there on the unit. So very cool. Almost studio quality effects right there on the handheld Tascam recorder. Again, if you're using the recorder for um, multiple functions, their presets are supposedly perfected for the different types of recording like voice, podcast, music recording, ASMR, and also field recording. Um, and that's all at the touch of a button on the, on the touch screen. Here's some of the key features at a, a glance. So uh, intuitive app-like controls. Again, large 2.4-inch color touchscreen. Um, easy to use recording and pre-production, post-production capabilities are just at a touch away. Um, the 96 kilohertz, 32-bit float recording to capture your audio. You can you can record six tracks, so that's four tracks plus two mix simultaneously. Um, easy to use recording presets, which we've already talked about several times. Two XLR inputs and dual built-in mics with switchable A, B, and true X, Y patterns. Very cool. And the two XLR input terminals are compatible with phantom power. So you can choose between 24 volt and 48 volt to support recordings with multiple mic line inputs. Again, very cool. Phantom power um, is available if you need that for your microphones. Um, undistorted recording processing enables safe recording without lowering the sound to noise ratio, which um, uses their 32-bit float processing technology. It's equipped with a six in, two out USB audio interface function. And this is pretty cool too. Wireless remote control from your smartphone or tablet is possible with the optional AK-BT1 Bluetooth adapter, which is sold separately. Um, time code sync is also possible via Bluetooth. There's a lot of great um, tutorial videos. You can access them on YouTube or right on Taskcam's website. And a couple of cool optional items that you can get for this recorder. You can get a windscreen, an accessory kit for a DSLR connection. Um, there's also a Bluetooth adapter available and an AC adapter kit because um, it comes with batteries, but you can get an AC adapter kit as an add-on option. So very cool. Um, there's a lot of more detailed specs if you want to like drill down really, really far into like inputs and outputs and everything. Again, tutorial videos, a great um, promo video showing different applications for it. And a lot more information is available on the website, taskcam.com. But really cool, again, this was the Portacapture X6. There's an X8 model as well. 
This is the new generation of high-res multi-track handheld recorders from Tascam, 32-bit float portable audio recorder. So very cool. If you're looking to upgrade in your portable recorder, maybe you have an older Tascam, or you want to get into um, being able to record on the go, um, whether you're doing field recordings or you want to add this to one of your other applications like video recording or audio recording or whatever it is. Take a look at this. Again, price point currently $299, $299 is the sale price. List price is $369. So um, keep an eye out for sale prices that might be helpful for your budget. Okay, well, let's close out this um, this episode with the answers to those trivia questions I gave you guys at the top of the program. All right, here we go. So your first question, which I think was the easiest one, was what Christian artist, who's also a worship leader and songwriter, is known for songs like Blessed Be Your Name and 10,000 Reasons or Bless the Lord? That was, of course, our, our friend Matt Redman, a very prolific artist and songwriter, a lot of his songs are being sung worldwide um, throughout churches and also listened to on Christian radio. Again, Matt Redman, author of Blessed Be Your Name and song, songs like 10,000 Reasons and many more. He's had a great career in terms of songwriting for the church and, again, continues to write really inspired songs that are blessing people uh, and the church worldwide. All right. I think that was the easiest one. Second one, which might have been just as easy for you if you've been listening to Christian music far back as 2003 or or, or longer. <laughs> so the question was, which contemporary Christian band released the popular album? And I said I wasn't going to give the, the album name because that gives it away. Who released this contemporary album in 2003 featuring songs like Who I Am and The Voice of Truth? That was, of course, the band Casting Crowns. And that's exactly why I didn't mention the album name because the album name is Casting Crowns. I think that might have been their debut album, which would make sense. So yeah, back in 2003, I I totally remember when this came out and it got a lot of radio airplay. They had several hit songs from that, from that album. Some people aren't a great fan of Casting Crowns. I know one person who does not like them, but I really like their music. I think they have some great, well-written songs. Um, I actually listened to this album again. Again, the album's Casting Crowns, um, back from 2003. Songs like Who Am I and The Voice of Truth. I, I re-listened to this album recently on Spotify, and I was really surprised by the production on it. Not just the sound, like, you know, it's very guitar-driven. That's not, not a big production style in pop music anymore. Uh, they're kind of rock pop, but um, I don't know. It was very guitar-driven, but I was surprised at how compressed the guitarist sounded. It was either that it was really compressed or they had the guitars mixed with the mids really turned up high. It made for an interesting mix because they were sitting really high in the mids. You know, obviously the bass guitar and the drums were filling in the lower register. And then you had piano and vocals um, in the mids and the high range. But I was just really surprised at how high in the mix of the frequencies uh, or of the EQ that the guitars were. Um, had a really kind of overdriven and like high mid EQ. I don't know. It really hit my ears differently hearing it now as compared to the way songs are produced and mixed now. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was the cheap uh, Air AirPods or earbuds that I was listening to. But uh, if you guys haven't heard that album in a while, check it out. You know, listen to it on Spotify. It's probably available on YouTube as well. And uh, let me know if it sounds the same to you. I just I was surprised by how that sounded. Um, it just hit differently now. All right. And the third question, I think this was the hardest one out of the three. Which Christian music group is known for their rendition of the classic hymn, How Great Thou Art, 
but it includes a memorable bagpipe solo. I don't think of bagpipes normally when I think of how great that are, but I bet bet this rendition is really cool. Uh, The answer to that question is the Newsboys. So the Newsboys did a rendition of how great that art with a memorable bagpipe solo. I got to confess, I don't remember that rendition. It's possible I've heard it before. Um, Doesn't stand out in my mind right now, but I'm going to have to go out and listen to that because, I mean, come on, bagpipes and how great that art. That's just a great hymn and bagpipes are pretty cool. And I want to hear what they did with it. So if you guys haven't heard that rendition either, go check out the Newsboys version of how great that art. And uh, let us know what you think of the bagpipes. You can email us directly at info at notespiremusic.com. If you guys want to check out any of the services we have here at Notespire Music, just check out our website, notespiremusic.com. We do music writing, production, artist development, artist promotion, uh, recording. We've got great a lot of great resources on our website. You can also check out our YouTube channel at Notespire Music TV. Again, Email us directly at any time at info at notespiremusic.com. Check out our other podcast, The Artist Insight, where we interview independent Christian musicians just like you, talk about your music and your music ministry and get you some exposure out on the internet. You can listen to our 24-7 internet radio station, which is WNSMDB, Notespire Radio. Again, that's online 24-7. You can check that out at notespireradio.com. Or um, if you want to download the Live 365, Live 365 app on your phone and search for Notespire, it will pop up. You can listen to Notespire Radio on the go anytime you want on your mobile phone. Where else? We're on Facebook and Instagram as far as social media. And uh, we actually just launched a new page, both on Facebook and Instagram, specifically for our radio station. So Notespire Music and the like the stuff that we do in terms of like music production and studio stuff, you can still follow at Notespire Music on social media. But if you just want to follow what we do in terms of like radio production and our, on our podcasts and stuff like that, um, just follow us on our new pages. Go to, look for Notespire Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can always go to notespireradio.com to find out more about us there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Artist Impact Podcast. We're so glad to have you guys with us. We hope that what we share has an impact on you and helps you to have a greater impact in your music and your music ministry. Um, We'll be back again soon, either Paul Gibbs or I or both of us together. So we hope you join us again soon. Thanks again, and we'll be back with you shortly. God bless. Thank you for joining us for the Artist Impact Podcast, a production of Notespire Music, LLC. At Notespire Music, we empower independent Christian musicians to grow their God-given music potential by refining their craft and extending their music ministry reach. Notespire Music, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. For more information, visit notespiremusic.com. And join us next time for the Notespire Music Artist Impact.